If you have your Bible, would you turn to John chapter 2? We look at verses 1 through 11. A mother's lessons on prayer. John chapter 2. We begin reading at verse 1. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing twenty or thirty gallons each. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, so they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. When the head waiter tasted the water which had become wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bride and groom, or called the bridegroom, And said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the poorer wine. But you've kept the good wine until now. This beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Let's bow in prayer. Father, we are thankful on this Mother's Day for the privilege to gather together to worship you. To remember, Father, those mothers who have gone on before us, to encourage those who are still here. Father, thank you for the privilege of having a Christian mother growing up in a Christian home. Just experiencing even, Lord, to this day, the blessing of having a mother who believed in prayer. And Father, teach us today the lessons that you would have us to learn about prayer, a mother's prayer. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. When I think back on the life of my mother, I remember how often I saw her on her knees. Uh, Sometimes it was washing the kitchen floor. Uh, Sometimes it was uh, mending the holes in the carpet on the steps of the house. I'm not sure why we didn't get new carpet sooner, but she was uh, fixing holes on the steps on her knees. and, And yet the thing I remember about her most on her knees was when she was on her knees in prayer. And praying for us boys, praying for... My dad, praying for the ministry of our congregation, very grateful that I had a mother that believed in prayer. And she went to be with the Lord 15 years ago now, both mom and dad. And that's the thing probably I miss the most is I I knew that they prayed for me. They got on their knees every day in prayer. Jesus' mother was a praying mother. And I believe our text illustrates four important principles that she understood about prayer. Very basic truths that you're not going to hear anything new today that you've never heard before, but it's those basic truths that we need to be reminded of because it's so easy to 
forget those basic principles. Notice, first of all, Mary knew where to go in prayer. The scene before us is one I think we can probably all imagine. A wonderful time of, of celebration at a wedding reception. So picture that scene in your, your mind. And something happened at this wedding that I don't think I've ever seen before where they ran out of the, the wine here. And if this happened in our day, I'm sure it would be an embarrassment. Uh, a husband and wife, as they plan on getting married, they, they plan well for the reception, make sure there's a, a lot of coffee and juice and food. But here was a, a time where maybe they underestimated the number of guests and they ran out of wine. And R. Kent Hughes says this, that in the Jewish wedding feast, wine was essential, not so that guests could drink in excess, but because it was a symbol of exhilaration and celebration. And he says this, that it was of such great importance that a lawsuit could be instituted if no wine was provided. And so those who were behind the scenes at that little wedding in Cana were shattered by this breakdown in hospitality. Children's dreams of the ideal wedding were about to dissolve in a nightmare. He says the drama of our text is very real. So this was a very uh, great concern for the bride and the groom on that day. And notice when Mary heard about this problem, verse 3 tells us that she simply went and told Jesus. Verse 3 says, When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Now that may seem like such a basic truth that it hardly needs to be mentioned, but sometimes we fail to apply those basic truths that we know so well. Instead of going to Jesus in prayer, have you done this before? You, you try to figure a way out yourself. What can I do about this? How can I fix this situation? Is there some step that I can take to make it better? Are you uh, prone to do that? Rather than going to Jesus, you try and figure it out yourself? Or instead of going to Jesus in prayer, we get all worried and frustrated and we're... We have hair ready to pull it out. Huh? We're just wondering, what am I going to do? And Oh, how, how am I going to fix this? Or instead of going to Jesus in prayer, we run all over the place looking for answers when the answer is found in Jesus. Bringing our need to Him. I saw that in my mother in various ways, even some humorous ways over the years. Uh, when she couldn't find her false teeth. Lord, <laughs> that was the first thought. Go to, go to Jesus with that need. Uh, what a friend we have in Jesus, right? All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And so Mary knew where to go in prayer. And secondly, Mary knew all that she needed to say in prayer. If there was ever an example of a very simple prayer request, this prayer request of Mary was very simple. Just four words in English, three words in the Greek text, but that's all that Mary needed to say. She simply presented her need, and then she 
left it there. Reminds me of that hymn, huh? Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Ever struggle with leaving it there? Oh, how many times do we pray about something and we get done praying, we say amen, and then we take the concern right back, don't we? We give it to Jesus in prayer, and then as soon as we're done, we start to carry it again. My dad told me about my grandmother. His mother had gone through a very challenging time and was really experiencing uh, worry and frustration and so forth. And uh, there was a visiting pastor that came through and was preaching at their church. And and so my grandma went to him and said, "I, I just can't seem to deal with this. She said, I, I, I pray about something, I bring it to the Lord, and then as soon as I'm done praying, I, I just start worrying about it again. And he said, you remind me of the little boy that I just met at the store today. He said he had a rubber ball, and when I walked in, he threw it at me, coming right at my head. And I ducked, and he said, wouldn't you know there was a, a rubber band connected on that? And he laughed, you know, and the ball came back to him, and he threw it at me again and laughed. And... He said, that's really what you're doing with your burdens. Jesus says to cast them. Cast your care on him because he cares for you. And he said, Christine, you need to leave it there. Don't be like that little boy taking it back. Give it to Jesus and leave it there. And that's what Mary did. She, she brought her need to Jesus. She simply stated what it was as she prayed and she left it there. Hollisby in his book on prayer says this, he says, let us notice that when the mother of Jesus had presented her petition, she had done her part. As far as she was concerned, she was through with the matter. She had left it with him. She was no longer responsible, so to speak, for the embarrassing situation. The responsibility had been placed upon Jesus. It was now up to him to find a way to help the beloved host and the hostess. Isn't there a a real freedom in our hearts when we have learned to pray this way? To bring our need to Jesus and let him take care of it. To cast it upon him because he cares for us. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Third lesson that Mary teaches us about prayer is that she knew the importance of submission in prayer. If you look at the answer that Jesus gave to Mary's request, it, it kind of appears to be somewhat hard, doesn't it? Because she, she brings her need in verse 3, and then Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. And I remember reading that several years ago. I just thought, wow, that's, that's kind of an interesting response, isn't it? What does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. Well, why did Jesus respond in this way? Well, as Jesus carried out his earthly ministry, he always acted in accordance with the will of the Father. And not only was he committed to the Father's plan... But as his statement to Mary implies, he was committed to the Father's timing. 
He would not move ahead of the Father's timetable. As you look at Mary's response to Jesus, notice how we see here an attitude of submission. For one thing, she didn't react negatively to what Jesus said. Not a word did she utter that reflected dissatisfaction with his answer, nor did she try to get him to change the timing of when he would act. Whether or not she understood what Jesus was going to do, she accepted it quietly. Submission to his will. Another way Mary showed submission in prayer is in what she said to the servants at the wedding. In verse 5, his mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. (laughs) Submitting to his plan, his will, his direction. Whatever he says to you, do it. In other words, when Jesus was ready to act in accordance with the Father's timing, he would do just that. And Mary wanted the servants at the wedding to be ready to obey him. Exactly what was to take place, she wasn't sure. But Jesus would do what was best at the proper time. And with that, she was content. She had learned to submit to his will. And that's one of the challenges we also face in prayer, isn't it? Just submitting to his will. Coming to Him with our need and and certainly believing and trusting that He will respond to our prayer and, and meet that need. And yet still coming to the place where we say, yet not my will, Lord, but yours be done. Some people see that as a, a lack of faith. Oh, you should never pray that. I've heard people say that. You should never say, uh, but not my will, but yours be done. That's showing a sign of doubt. I don't think so. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so, what is his will? Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we're not sure exactly what his will is. And so we need to pray, asking Jesus to respond to whatever that need is. And yet saying, Lord, you know best. You know best. Sometimes we think we know best, don't we? We have the situation all figured out, and we want to give Jesus advice as to what he ought to do. But let's face it, he knows what is best. And so we submit to his will. Mary knew the importance of submission in prayer. And then fourthly, Mary knew that good things happen through prayer. As a woman of prayer, Mary believed that Good things happen when you bring your needs to Jesus. And sure enough, when Jesus responded to her request, there were some wonderful things that happened. Here, here this wedding celebration was about to be ruined, and Jesus responded in such a way that, well, look, look, look what happened. There were six stone water pots there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. So imagine that. 20 or 30 gallons each. Six of them. And they filled them up with water. And Jesus turned the water in those water pots to wine. Can you imagine 120 to 180 gallons of wine? I would call that a miraculous supply. Um, could have handled a huge crowd 
that day they probably had a bunch left over. Obvious answer to prayer. Obvious miracle of of Jesus, a sign as as John describes it of his glory and his his majesty. But verse eleven tells us something else good that happened. John says, This beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. When we bring our needs to Jesus in prayer, we give him an opportunity to show his glory. Ever thought about that? Giving Jesus an opportunity to show his glory, to display his power, to show his, his greatness. And when he shows his glory, it becomes a wonderful encouragement to God's people. And that's what we see with the disciples. He just manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So if you're wondering why we should pray, here's, here's three reasons. Number one, the needs of others. There was a need that day at that wedding and, and Mary brought it to Jesus. As you look around you, I'm sure there are needs. Needs represented in our own congregation, aren't there? There's a reason to pray. To intercede for others. To bring those needs to the throne of grace. And then secondly, to to give Jesus opportunity to to manifest His glory. To show His his power and His grace as he, He works in that situation to reveal that He is who He says He is. God is able to do great things. When we bring those needs to Jesus and He manifests His glory, then that encourages the people of God. There was a time in our congregation when I was growing up where there was a man in our church that had a great need. He worked at the oil refinery over by Renshaw and he was um, doing something with a big pipe wrench or something uh, I think it was like 10 feet above the cement floor and he fell off landed on his head can you imagine that from 10 feet on the cement floor of course they brought him to the hospital and And he was in a coma for many days, and we gathered as a church. We had a 24-hour prayer vigil for Don. And I was probably about 10 years old, something like that, and I can still remember the earnest prayer that was brought for him from our congregation. And he started to come out of his coma, but he didn't know his children. And he had a couple of boys that were kind of chunky. And um, his wife showed him pictures of the kids. And he looked at those two boys. He said, well, who who are these fat little boys? (laughs) Well, they're your your sons. He didn't recognize. 
My dad would go and visit him faithfully, and he'd come in the room, and he didn't know who my dad was. And so one, one day he was down in Duluth to visit at the hospital, and, and there was somebody else in the, in, the, in the same hallway, and my dad thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just go see him first. Don doesn't know me anyhow. And my dad walked by that room, and he heard someone say, Pastor! And my dad came and walked in the room, and he said, Don, do you know me? He said, for heaven's sakes, he said, do I know you? You've been my pastor for 15 years. <laughs> do I know you? And boy, I'll tell you what, was that an encouragement to our congregation? There was a need. We brought it to Jesus. He manifested his glory. It's a story I, I still think of today. What an encouragement that, that Jesus answers prayer. So here was a mother that simply brought the need to Jesus. Jesus manifested his glory. And God's people were encouraged. I'm not sure what your need is today, the need in your family. But you need to know where to go, and that's to Jesus. You need to know what to say. Just simply present the need. Submit to His will. And let Jesus do what He deems best. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for... The lessons that this mother teaches us about prayer. Very basic truths. But sometimes, Lord, it's those things that we've learned, maybe from the time we were little, that we either forget or we don't apply to our lives. So thank you, Lord, for the privilege of prayer. And thank you for mothers who believe in prayer. Mothers who present the needs of their children and their family to you. Trusting, Lord, that you're going to work in your way and your time for your glory and then for our encouragement. Lord, bless each mother here this day. Encourage them as they pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.